Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Yo, what up? What up? 2021. This episode. Listen, what up? What up? Yo, yo, yo. What up? Yo, yo, yo. Wait. Hey you now, hey okay. now, raise your hands in the air uh, and you gotta uh, wave them like you just don't care, especially if you're driving. Okay, so we were just before, I don't want to pull the curtain yo, back too yo, much. Yo. Okay, <laughs> but before we started show, Henry says, are you ready? And then Marcus and I yo, say, yeah, yo, we're ready okay. to go. You can yeah. start your bit. And then now that's happening. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I was filled with exuberance. But today's episode... <laughs> Today's episode goes out to that those of us. That was you happy? Yes, yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. I punched him twice. He's back to normal. Um, today's episode, this episode goes out to all those who used to be biggies. Now they're sort of thinnies, but or you know what that makes you? It makes you a flappy. Or still a biggie. Who cares? This, Have fun with it. This episode goes out to the flappies out there because this shit's all about if you got folds, you know what those are? Those are pockets for money. <laughs> I mean it. Use like, your remember folds. The, remember the kangaroo shoe that had the little zipper? You could put one quarter in. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can do that under your tit. You can. And today, again, if you got extra space, you also have extra space for opportunities. Absolutely. Right. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry and Marcus. This is a very exciting episode. Sure. Uh, dare I say, <laughs> you know if I do anything, I'm going to bring it up. I brought this story <laughs> to your attention. <laughs> is if I true? do anything That's in true. the production side of this specific show, I rant about it. Now, <laughs> where is my thank you? This is where a, is my thank you. This in is multiple a very big, texts and conversations. That's where your thank you was. Where's my public thank you? <laughs> All right, dog meat. You want to do a one? Two? Let's do it for a kissel. You know why? In the name of healing and uh-huh. unity in this country, <laughs> let us give us what he needs. One. Two, All right, today's three. episode, it's about the wild Thank world. You. Thank you. Today's episode, <laughs> it's about the wild world of polyphagia. It's not that wild in real life, but this story Honestly, is. It is a I think wild. it's pretty wild. It's I pretty think it's wild. pretty wild, yeah. Now, before we get into anything, let's acknowledge our source for all this. 
The source is The Two-Headed Boy and Other Medical Marvels by Jan Bondison, which is a wonderful book for anyone who enjoys the sorts of stories we'll be telling today. I fucking love this book. Oh, my God. Remember when we went to the Mutter Museum? Or was I alone, super hungover? We were both alone. We were both alone and hungover in the Mutter Museum, and I threw up outside of it. (laughs) The smell of formaldehyde and looking at skeleton conjoined twins is a hangover I had no idea I didn't need. Yeah, this story, yeah. yeah. Lay it out, dog meat. Now, today's story is not necessarily one of murder and mayhem, although it certainly is disgusting, and it absolutely <laughs> involves more than a few dead bodies, so don't go worrying about that. We're going to get happy? to some death. <laughs> I will say, though, unfortunately, this episode is really light on castration. Oh. <laughs> I miss it almost. Already, you really I do. miss it. We talked about it ad nauseum for damn near a month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about men from the past who have suffered from a condition known as polyphagia. Well, essentially, these are men who eat anything, but usually have a taste for objects normal folk would find revolting, inedible, or both. Now, polyphagia on the light side is normally a symptom of diabetes. It also comes up sometimes if you have uh, it's it. It's a weird thing that it attaches itself to certain types of like syndromes and kind of shit like so on on one level it's debilitating and awful but at another level it can be turned into a career. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All these people needed was YouTube and they would have been huge. Yeah, these are mukbangers. Oh. oh, these are mukbangers? <laughs> Isn't that what mukbanging is? Mukbang think- is when they eat that weird food that has the shell on it, but then it's really big and long, like a weird like alien dick. You talking about shellfish? Yeah, but it's like that really long one. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about a... Um, a mussel? No, Maybe no, so it's a geoduck. Something like that. Yeah, but they're delicious. You've ever had it? So it's no, actually it's very good. Gooey duck. Gooey duck. <laughs> but mukbang is more often, I believe it is small women or or bigger women, uh, men maybe too, but they eat food sloppily mm. and they eat it and they and they smack it around. They have a big old meal and then you see I the see big it. distended stomach again. I, I don't want to get riled up. Well, there was a YouTube conspiracy <laughs> hole and I'm totally blanking on the name of the woman, but there was a woman who was forced to eat on YouTube and then she disappeared and no one knows where she is. But off camera, you could hear, you could hear a man be like, eat, eat more. Wait a second. <laughs> was that Ricky Lake? Ricky Lake. <laughs> I love Ricky Lake. Great in hairspray. Yes, she was. Yeah, absolutely. The condition and also crybaby. Mm. Yes. The condition of polyphagia is related to, but is not specific to a different condition called pica, which pika, is a psychological, which is a psychological disorder characterized by an appetite for substances that largely give no nutritional value whatsoever, like hair, plastic, or I think, and I think there was one woman on an episode of My Strange Addiction that ate drywall. Oh yeah. my goodness! I thought you were going to mention the woman who ate toilet paper. Which, mm. by the way, oh fruit by the foot. Fuck you! How about toilet paper by, <laughs> by the, the roll? Mile. By the yes. How she literally would just she would put it up to her mouth and roll it in. And man, I wish it was. I wish I liked it because it was such a great way to eat. If it was pasta, then you <laughs> yeah. become a mayor in Italy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was my strange addiction was pretty much just people with pica for the yeah. most part, except yeah. for the people who took the coffee enemas three times a day. That's my fun. mother. Did a coffee enema and she has never been better. She did it 50 years ago and she is still alive today. Oh, it's tiny. Oh, Kissel. 
Oh, Benjamin, it's time for me to sit down and have a bit of my Juan Valdez. Yeah, you think my mom called me Kissel? Hey, Kissel, come in here. Check out my gaper. No, shut up. Why did you make me do that? I did listen to a audio documentary talking about Pika, and it also comes up in uh, pregnant women if they have very low, incredibly low doses of iron, or like they have iron deficiency. And one woman was talking about how she would vacuum and then open up the vacuum bag and the oh, dust in no. the bottom of the vacuum that would make her stomach so rumbly and she gets so hungry that she'd just start eating it with a spoon. Oh, oh God. God. Well, I guess there's someone there, but thank God for them. Why? Before <laughs> vacuums, because then you just grab them by their ankles and you just <laughs> roll, over, roll over your carpet. I love Hoover. my new Hoover bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, one example of a Pekin was an Irishman named Francis Battaglia who lived in England in the 19th century. Billed as the stone eater, Battaglia made a living in London by chewing and swallowing large plates of stone and gravel, then shaking his body violently so the audience could hear the rocks rustling around in his stomach. Oh, he's like a little bird. In another country there. <laughs> if this was another country, they'd call me Mr. Maraca. Oh, isn't That's that fun. nice? It is fun. Well, the story that they gave was that Battaglia had been shipwrecked off the Norwegian coast, and he'd spent 13 years surviving on rocks before being saved by a passing ship. By then, his diet had shifted permanently to mineral-based meals. I don't know how many times I sit in my own home that has edible food groceries yeah, and i just food, sit yeah. there and you're like i don't got anything to eat that i like and you just sit there all pouty and be like i don't want chips i don't want beans i don't want pasta you want Meanwhile, rocks no i'm just saying <laughs> this guy he just fucking ate rocks dude yeah. i mean there's a part of me not joking that is extremely jealous of the fact that they Seafood everywhere. It's like that movie, uh, meat, meat, Meatballs from Sky, the Sky Meatball, Meatballs Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I just wanted to hear a weather report, okay? I'm just saying, but it's, can you imagine that if the whole world you saw a building, obviously we see brick, they see lasagna. Garfield syndrome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Francis Pataglia, by all accounts, walked the walk, and during his frequent shows, he would grind stones and pebbles between his powerful jaws, making a horrible crunching sound, Whoa. presumably until all of his teeth were broken and Man. he could no longer perform. Man, I got a fucking night guard. Yeah, this guy, I mean. My teeth can't even handle my own teeth. It reminds, honestly, when I was a kid, we had to go see, I think they were called like the big horny power force. But do you remember that Christian group of dudes who were oh, obviously yeah. on steroids who would be like, Jesus helps me bend metal. Oh, and it's like, must I have think been it's, a Midwest thing. I forget what they were called, but this guy easily could have spun this into like, Jesus gives me the power to crunch rocks with my mouth. <laughs> now give me money. Yeah, see, my priest took us, took, took us to this act called the Caterpillar Boys. Oh my. Where these guys, they <laughs> fit into each other almost like Legos. It was, yeah. it, it was amazing to see that three are almost uh, like a Indian god with the way its arms would go back and forth and then they would eat a baguette and let it slide through each one of them until it came out the very last one of them. <laughs> that is simply the Catholic version of human centipede. Whoa. <laughs> Interestingly though, the consumption of strange and disgusting objects became a bit of a fad in England for a short <laughs> period of time. A newspaper article from London printed in March of 1778 ran this short notice. Amongst the curious bets of the day, maybe reckon the following. 
The Duke of Bedford has bet 1,000 guineas with Lord Barrymore that he eats a live cat. It is said his lordship grounds his chances upon having already made the experiment upon a kitten. That cat, (laughs) the cat is to be fed as Lord Barrymore may choose. I am just so happy that the same people who said the internet is going to make us smarter flashback where the same people with a printing press once we get the information to the people they're going to be brilliant well everyone will be enlightened it matters what you put on it i bet i could eat a cat we're gonna put that on the front page what about that plague that's happening shush 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 we don't want to fuck with the gold and and stock market literally a market where they sell stocks yeah Now, for some reason, the people of London responded to this strange bet between noblemen, not with revulsion, but extreme curiosity. So much so that the newspaper ran a follow-up story based on further reportage under a headline that simply said, cat eating. That's it. Simple. It's like that uh, with Bad Neighbors, those Seth Rogen movies. Yeah. Great stuff. Marcus, I'm actually going to have to uh, call you out. I'm going to call Henry out as well. I'm going to call myself Mm -hmm. out. We would be on the fucking front oh, lines. Buddy. I would be wearing a cat hat. Oh, I would yeah, be yeah. like, get that cat. I would be putting bets down. Tail even, first. Tail. tail he first. didn't do that. Oh, he did the tail first. You won that prop bet. Because my thing is if I go tail first because the tail's like spaghetti. And of course, in old England, they talked like rural rednecks. <laughs> It's our scenario. <laughs> but you know we'd be there. That's the same thing with the Roman Coliseum. I would have watched those people getting eaten oh, every day. <laughs> Splattered with blood. Yeah. Yeah, and all the people that are upset about the cat eating, don't worry, a baby will be eaten later. Yay! Oh, great. Well, in that follow-up article, an authority on blood sports pointed out that the bet was not without its precedent in the annals of sporting. Hmm. He said that he himself had witnessed, quote, an imbecile Irishman eat five fox cubs after a crowd ponied up 50 pounds. I just love that the big, fat, stupid friend in every friend group yeah. has always been there since the beginning <laughs> of human society. There's always a guy that will eat something for money. Every single friend group has that person. Eat the worms. Eat the bugs. You think that person's going going to go on to a career of comedy. They go in to being a lawyer and then we go in to be uh, doing comedy or selling sex wings or like being a senator and you never know jackie was the one of her friend group i'm not saying this but jackie used to eat things for attention as well really i was Hmm. not an eat things for attention person would you think i would be i could see it but i wasn't unfortunately Okay. Yeah. But Jackie did. She did eat some things for for fun well, you and gotta, money and profit. Well, you have to make that cash. But of course, Lord Barrymore responded to the notice accusing him of potential cat eating by saying that this had all just been a big misunderstanding. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> They're just large rats. <laughs> he claimed that he did not say he could eat a cat but rather that he could find a man who could eat a cat. You think I can't find a guy who can't eat a cat? All right, give me 3 p.m. 3 p.m., I'll get you a guy who can eat a cat. How are you going to find this guy? Uh, I'll find a guy who can eat a cat. Okay. All right, so don't worry about that. I guess I won't. (laughs) 
It is, however, unknown if he managed to find a cat eater. There was not a follow-up to the story. Whatever. But weren't people actually hungry back then? Yeah. You could probably eat a cat if you were starving, right? I mean, it's not that outside of the realm of, of edibility. It's eating a cat. It's eating a living cat whole as the cat is still alive. Well, you break its... I'm certain you break its neck or you bite its throat. If I were to eat a cat truly and I was going to really get into it, right. I guess you go right for the throat first. You pin its face closed with a closed mitt right you get some kind of like big either mesh mitt or some big cloth you wrap it around its head till it fucking can't move and you pin its arms with your hands right, right. You grab its little legs in the back like you know, fucking really hole. dark no yeah. but i mean then you just <laughs> dig your face into its throat because you just want to because it's the first couple moments that are gonna be the worst and the that's hardest. what happens when the yeah. average polishman meets with the imbecile irishman they come up with a lot of ideas uh you mean the manager and the talent <laughs> absolutely well, i've been fighting but, with jerry quite a bit he's about the size of a large cat that's actually a good technique henry (laughs) but that didn't mean that cat eating wasn't happening quite the opposite and if you want to know how it was done i can tell you in january of 1790 a man ate a nine pound cat on a bet at a pub in windsor and the incident was actually written up as news in a publication called sporting magazine oh god sporting magazine does sound like one of those like vaguely innocent sounding magazines and you open it up and it's just a woman dressed as george washington taking a shit in a glass (laughs) (laughs) sporting magazine i get it a question though true question do you shave the cat we'll get into it okay we'll get into it the sporting magazine article said concerning the action of eating the cat that quote the man monster made a formidable attack on the head of this antagonist and with related bites soon deprived it of its existence for some reason i feel like cats are serial killers they know the game they're playing and if we're gonna have to kill any domesticated animal I, you know, I don't want to say it. They're I'm the just natural saying, hunters. Cats, cats are, you know how many birds they kill a year. Every time your cat goes <laughs> out and comes home, you're like, oh, what a cute adventure it must have had. It just left a family without a father <laughs> because that's what cats do. They are brutal serial killers. You're like in the weird world of Fievel where you view the cats as like, you know, uh, fucking uh, criminals of war. Yes, indeed. There's no cats in America because the imbecile Irishmans ate all of them. Well, this man ate the cat whole, fur and all, leaving only... I mean, it's part of the bet. That's what you get. The, 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 the bet is to eat, eat the cat, start with a living cat, eat the cat whole, fur and all, leave the bones. And he left the bones, quote, as a memorial of a most astonishing instance of the exercise of brutal appetite and the degradation of human nature. Because honestly, you know, I've mostly heard that, to be frank, on the dumber side of the Irish... There's not a lot of pussy eating going on. Yeah, could be. I mean, oh, I actually don't know if that's true. It seems like procreation on that side no, of the problem. intellectual spectrum seems to flourish. But yeah, but it's <laughs> it's gushing inside. I don't think there's a yeah. lot of like clit mining going okay. on in the hills outside of Dublin. I don't know. It's Maybe I'm wrong. It's a theory. Hmm? Bog people got to know how to pleasure a woman. Oh, well, if you're working in the bog all day up to the waist and you come home and you're like, well, we eat my pussy. I don't want to do <laughs> Eat my pussy. Why don't you eat my pussy? <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sure. All right. Then what is it? It's, it's not even Irish. That's Scottish. <laughs> it is it's, it's, it's underneath all the bog juice. I don't find it. That's gross. 
Master thespians both. Oh, indeed. <laughs> what do you want from us? Indeed. Later, though, the same man who ate the cat while hanging around in the same pub where he ate the cat, he took a machete and very suddenly and without reason hacked off his own hand. Wait, what? It's just yeah. to show you I mean business. What business? <laughs> what business do you mean? Because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but now you don't have a hand, bro. Yeah, dude. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. But and no. I never gave a fuck about even giving a fuck. I don't. <laughs> you don't really? I'll cut off my dick. Well, don't. I'll do it. Well, then do it. Ow, 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 Let's just eat another cat. <laughs> but as far as polyphages go, our man in the pub was merely a rank amateur. The professionals were men like Nicholas Wood, a.k.a. the Great Eater of Kent. Oh, yeah. Wood, a simple servant, became locally famous in his native Kent after eating a whole hog Damn. in one sitting. Hell yeah, dude. Well, how big was the hog? It's a big hog. I mean, it's, 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 it's a full hog. It's full a big hog. hog. Okay. Is it, yeah. Was it dead? Yeah, it was dead. It was just like, hey, there's a hog. Eat the hog. And was Nicholas said, okay, I'll eat the hog. It, no, it was just, I think it was raw because most of these guys like eating th- stuff raw. So wow. I think it was just a dead hog. He just he ate a dead, a dead hog, which is sure. different from eating pork. It oink, is. Oink, oink. <laughs> Thank you, Kissel. That is what the sound they make. Oink, oink. And this is what happens when he provides production material. <laughs> I wrote that down, actually. Hold on. Let me, look at my, let me look at my notebook for the show. Oh, yeah. He's being a real Mark Maron right now. <laughs> oink, oink. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, the noblemen of the area got wind of Wood's talents and began inviting him to their estates for demonstrations of his abilities. Oh, wait. This made him more popular? Dude, it yeah. was his skill. It was his thing. <laughs> okay. He was actually, in, in Jan Bondison's book, he was described as a local hero. That's great. Amongst oh. you know, amongst the lower classes, we he like a lot. We all like people who eat big. Well, this yeah. is why we are living in a better time because you rem- now I have to remember my favorite gal. Go home, cook some soups, eat some bread. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> at least we're eating bread and soups nowadays. Um, she died at the Capitol she uprising. Did, she did not die. <laughs> she did not invade the Capitol. She's getting fat and sassy. Maybe her she husband and her sons went. She wasn't attributed to the raid because she fell through a manhole cover. And she, <laughs> she drowned in Do soup. not ever demean the woman that I can't remember the name of. But as noblemen are wont to do, they treated Nicholas Wood as a plaything, less than human, and pushed him almost to the point of death for their own amusement. We would never do that now. Hold on a second. I got to look, look at Pig Swallow on YouTube. Apparently he's eating a light bulb at noon. Listen, guys, we got to get into the Pig Swallow community. This is big. This is the next thing. Oh, what was the name of that one guy? Jabba the Mutt or something like that? What the hell was the name of that fat fuck who used to eat nails and stuff? And then it turned out he got a massive stomach problem. And I think he's dead now. Yeah. He was this one of the great. first YouTube guys. What a great well, there story. Sh- there was Shoe Nice. Shoe Nice. Yeah, yeah, Shoe Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He turned he, out yeah, to be he ruined deeply, his life. Yeah. He's yeah. deeply yeah. troubled. Yes. That's what yeah, happens. Deep, deeply, deeply troubled. Yeah. That's what happens well, when you follow your dreams too far. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at one estate, Wood was made to eat an entire banquet's worth of food, which caused his stomach to distend to the size of a large balloon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, We've all been there. I think I've got to the end of it. I think I've got to the end of it. Remember when Oprah said she ate six pounds of mac and <laughs> yes, cheese? Yeah. This is probably equivalent. Well, Wood was near death and <laughs> losing consciousness. <laughs> oh, in and out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so servants <laughs> smeared fat on his belly to help the distension. Get it in and the button. <laughs> You're going to want to get it there in the button there. Uh, get, get it underneath there. Oh, yeah. So hold on. Is, tell, 
tell me somebody was like, my name is Don Pillsbury, and I just found myself the Pillsbury Doughboy. Well, I, could I just, think we're going to be loaded. If this was an Eddie Redmayne <laughs> film, Don Pillsbury, played by him, he'd have a big weird mouth, and he'd like, you know, have kind of a limp for some reason. <laughs> sure. And then he'd look through the window and see the big fat man, and he'd go, oh, you've got it. I'm just happy you were able to shoehorn in your hatred for for Mr. Redmayne again, completely unwarranted. Killed two girls in 2006. <laughs> he did not kill any girls. <laughs> well, Nicholas Wood survived. But the next day, the nobleman who had hosted Wood's gluttony decided to humiliate Wood publicly for causing a fuss and dragged him from his sickbed to be placed in the public stocks to be ridiculed by the townsfolk. Not feeling good? Doing all <laughs> being out here, but at the same time, I'm glad that the stocks are doing well. Isn't that <laughs> nice? Oh, the stock market. It's, again, it's all about <laughs> manipulating the stocks. I'm so happy you're getting into investing. <laughs> More fun more fun for the people in the for like let's just say if we're regular guys right so we're there yeah, we're we, three we guys i fucking love stickball i love yeah. wings and i love oh i love the seeing What's i love it? the the ability to see <laughs> very good so the the royalty get to see him eat a bunch but how fun would it be to see how much he pooped <laughs> well, that would be what we would do. We would look at the stocks and be like, "He's gonna poop." I mean, he'd be shitting himself <laughs> in the stocks. Yeah, I mean, I'd be It'd hanging be out lot. for a while. I definitely would like get a coffee in the morning and watch him for a bit, and then go home and do my work, and then like come back maybe at night with like a beer and like watch him for a bit and see yeah. how much he shits or whatever. Yeah. And watch him yell because I'm certain he'll be like, "Get me out of here." Get me out of here. I and you have to go, yeah. go like, you're staying in there. You're staying in there, though. That's a whole show. I love the stocks. <laughs> well, we will get into the defecation habits of these men later on. It's interesting. I know. <laughs> but despite this little hiccup, Wood soon made a comeback and won a bet from a nobleman named Lord Wooten by eating seven dozen rabbits in a single sitting. Oh, so cool. my God. He's like cracking. I guess. Eventually, word of Wood's talents reached London, and he was invited to perform at a bear pit in Bankside, which was usually where people would watch, among other things, men fighting bears. Or, mm. in one historically documented instance, dogs fighting an ape tied to a horse. Honestly, dude, you get a fucking guy, a, a pretty, even substandard metal band playing behind that? Right, right. <laughs> I'll go see that in a fucking second. Yeah, all right. A dog fighting, uh, just the process of watching the ape get tied to the horse yeah, is kind of fun. We're, we're called non-slipknot. We're like slipknot, but we wear those shoes that are very comfortable when you work Gripknot. at McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> gripknot. <laughs> However, when it came time for Nicholas Wood to make his London debut, he was struck with a bout of stage fright mm. and had besides, just days earlier, lost all but one of his teeth after being tricked into eating a shoulder of mutton, bones and all. You know, honestly, which is really fucking ironic, same thing happened with Adele. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Love Adele. Leave her stage alone fright. no matter what Adele is. Let wonderful. her eat her whole side of mutton in peace. Or let her not. Whatever she wants to do. So instead of performing at the bear pit, where Nicholas Wood might not have even been the weirdest thing seen that day, Wood escaped from his lodgings and was never heard from again. Wow. Oh, no He was kidding. fine with private shows. It was well, just a big public show that he couldn't handle. Hold on, young Timothy. If you listen very closely, you can hear the fart of the man <laughs> who once ate 12 dozen rabbits. Cuts to the theme of Edward Scissorhands playing as the shit particles come from the sky and be like, oh. it never used to brown snow. Now stick out your tongue and take it in. 
Mm. Even though the English had their fair share of polyphagists, no country even came close to matching how many famous medical gluttons came out of the country of France. I honestly wonder why, because France is also the, they are the heads of the, and the, and the progenitors of gourmand eating, right? Like mm. gourmet food, and they've celebrated food as an art probably longer than many other civilizations. I'm not quite certain, but... I think what it is, it's uh, I think it's kind of the same reason why, you know, everyone says like, oh, America has the most uh, serial killers. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that we have the most serial killers. It's just that we're very good at identifying serial killers. We got the best we, serial killers. We, <laughs> well, and we, have, we and catch in America. We catch serial killers, uh, uh, which is not necessarily the truth uh, in other places. Not well, always. And I think it's just I think it's just that for some reason, the French were specifically fascinated with polyphagia. And so they talked about polyphagists a lot. They wrote about them. They made plays about these guys. Yeah, and uh, they, they, they were performers of the day, too. So they were interested in them as performers, where we yes. had acting and shit in America. But America was so, especially at this time period, the very beginning of America, we were so puritanical and we were so locked down that I wonder maybe that censorship is why we didn't get a man eating a bunch of cats right <laughs> while they were making the, the Constitution. Well, we had to kill a. We had, we were fighting. We had a lot of fighting to do. We were. I know very so busy. much about everything. I know you do, buddy. That's why you have a podcast. Yep. Can we? It's that easy. Can we? First of all, I think America has more celebrity serial killers because we make them celebrities mm-hmm. and things like that. And they made these food consumer celebrities over there. Can we just stop with the notion that the French are romantic? I don't understand. <laughs> yes. It's the wine, the cheese, they burp, it is, they fart. It is romantic there is food. nothing romantic about the French. I don't even I understand why people started thinking that. You're going to ruin our whole I love Day the French tour. No, I love the French. I'm just saying it's not like it smell like it's anyway. It's like Wisconsin with a little bit more dignity. Wow, <laughs> that's a hot take. Well, for one, a contemporary of the aforementioned English stone eater was a Frenchman named Monsieur Defour. Unlike Nicholas Wood, DeFour was a seasoned performer and executed entire shows that were almost solely composed of him sitting on stage and eating a four-course meal made up of disgusting and strange food. Okay. In one show, he started his meal by eating poisonous snakes boiled in simmering oils, Ooh. along with thistles and spiny burdocks. Okay. <sighs> For the main course, he had roast owl, toads, flies, Crickets, spiders, and caterpillars by the handful. In five years, you will pay $150 for that meal. Exactly. (laughs) For the encore, he swallowed the still-burning candles on the table, washed them down with a flaming glass of brandy, and ended the show by swallowing the contents of an oil lamp and opening his mouth to show it fully engulfed in flames. (laughs) It's fucking metal, dude. This has been a very strange episode of Beat Bobby Flay. Very strange. But my my father uh, became known by his friends as they called him the Flaming Lips because he used to take those burning shots where they used to line Mm. up the shots. He used to go, and on his motorcycle, he showed me they'd painted a pair of lips with flames coming out of the side of it. Then I just think about like how I look just like him, right? (laughs) So you're same age, yeah. yeah. So this guy, Henry Zabrowski, Flaming Lips, yeah, same same lips. (laughs) 
Little tongue. We'll get your father drunk, and we're going to hear a lot about the uh, non-gay sex he had with men. (laughs) (laughs) There were some women in there. Nothing gay about it. He was gay for beer. Uh (laughs) That's not to say all French polyphagists were stars of the stage. Some, like Charles Domery, who was recorded by the French army to have eaten 174 cats over the course of a year, were mostly revolting curiosities. My favorite kind. Yeah. Although Domery was Polish, hmm. he served in the Prussian army, but deserted to the French because the French army gave you more food. That's, that's it's about the simple things. <laughs> so and you really Polish. have to set it your boundaries as a person about what you need and what you expect from your employer. <laughs> so freaking Polish. It's just no, like the invasion. It's like if he invaded Iraq, he invaded Iraq in 2003 and defected because of falafel. <laughs> it's gross. It's dry. <laughs> If no food was available, Domery would eat four or five pounds of grass every day to satisfy his appetite. Sounds like Wendy. Yeah. His claim to fame was that while serving as a sailor, a fellow seaman had his leg shot off by a cannon, and Domery grabbed the severed appendage off the floor and began eating it then and there before the other soldiers wrestled it away. I just like, it would be so fun to be in that scenario because everyone's in shock. A fucking cannon ripped through this thing. It ripped off your buddy's leg. Everybody's screaming, going like, get down, get down. And then he just sees the leg and he just runs towards it and he's like, it's lunchtime. Yeah. It's immediately there's like eating on it and they all have to go, they're all shocked and they have to look at him for a second and go, stop that. Yeah. In the middle of the war, you got to be like, that's too stop gross. It. Put it's it down. Gross. I think for him, it was, you know, I think a lot, it seems like a lot of these guys do end up eating human flesh at some point, but it's usually dead. I think they're always very, very curious about it. And I think Domery at this point in time just saw the opportunity. I can finally eat human flesh and not kill anybody. It's just there. So I'm going to fucking do it. Well, part of one of the documentaries I watched in polyphagia is that some people, the, the, it's not just the eating of it. It is the need to do it. It's the feeling of hunger. It is the fact that you become ravenous and uncontrollable. You lose impulse control. Like there are some people that will eat trash. They eat uh, inedible objects. They literally right. go. And there was one story of a little kid that had polyphagia and they had to close the, all of the, the cupboards had to be padlocked because he couldn't get into it. And one time that they, they left it open, he ate like a dozen raw eggs and all his raw sausage and he'll just eat fucking whatever. Oh he was like my. picking shit off the ground eating it because he can't, it's like a compulsive thing. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, that house doesn't need to lock up anything. Just get a bunch of Mr. Yuck stickers. Remember the Mr. Yuck sticker? The little green sticker. I say, yuck. That, that means, then you knew it was bad. You know, you know Mr. Yuck stickers. Right? Mr. Yuck stickers? I had no the, idea. The, it was the, the, the Mr. Yuck green stickers. sticker. The green sticker that, that was sold as Mr. Yuck stickers so the kids don't know it's yuck, like it's bad for you? What? Really? I have no idea. No, I have no did your family have a Did your family have a problem with you just eating yucky no. things? Yeah, I a, did, Mr. Yuck, a Mr. Yuck sticker just sounds like a sticker someone would, a priest would put on a child, be like, did this one already. <sighs> would you just stop about how you were never molested? I didn't want it. <laughs> Jeez. No, I remember well, those. They worked. They worked. When Domery was captured by the British and put in a military prison, he ate the prison cat at least 20 rats, and any candles he could find. The British, naturally fascinated, decided to run an experiment and fed him 16 pounds of raw cow's udders 
and four bottles of dark beer, which Domery ate without defecating, urinating, or vomiting. Is this Holden McNeely at a <laughs> fucking dinner table? Also, can we just, like, air quotes the word experiment? What's the conclusion? <laughs> well, I mean, what, what, like, what? He, he, yeah, he shat. Yep. Like, what do you think is going to happen? That is the great experiment, okay. isn't it? Well, after being released, he disappeared from the pages of history, and no one knows what happened to Charles Domery. All these guys are afraid of appearing weak, and so they immediately retire. Okay. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what's new. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya Centaur picks are not going anywhere, and I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Then there was the slightly more respected Monsieur Bijou. Bijou specialized in the most disgusting of meals and once devoured the diseased carcass of a lion after it had been sitting dead in its cage for days. (laughs) It's not good. In addition to being a famous glutton, Bijou also considered himself a great naturalist who had an elaborate system of classifying animals based solely on the appearance of their excrement, and he kept a large collection of fecal matter displayed in a private museum. Wait, how, okay. this is just the kind of guy, they all, the future generations of them just like hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm, Having a shit museum is but so specific, and it's... I I mean, again, I guess someone has to have it. Someone has to have one. Do this. Right? Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. This is the question. Doesn't shit go bad? 
Doesn't I don't it know. I think it, at some point, doesn't it just go? Because it's biological. Doesn't it go away? Is it a kind well, of opposite? If you keep it in an airtight box, then it's gonna it's gonna crust up and harden. And I'm sure you're gonna have it for the very least your lifetime. And this is a private museum. This is for his own personal use. Yeah, and he liked to walk around. And he had the headphones on, and he would like he did his own tape. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, we remember when we found this shite. Yes, <laughs> crumbly, wasn't it? But each one is like, but shit starts bad and then slowly becomes rocks. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> becomes rocks. So you yeah. think? So do you think rocks are just shit? Sometimes. Just shoot us an email and let us know <laughs> how you preserve shit. Because I'm a biologist. I have no idea how you do it. <laughs> well, perhaps the most interesting of French polyphagists was a man known simply as Terrar. This is the this is the man. This is the real star this is out the of guy. all of these. Terrar, uh, we're going to put it like he was the Ryan Gosling Ooh. of loose-skinned <laughs> frog fucking weird fucks. I, I don't like, know what you'd call this guy. <laughs> I like Ryan Reynolds better in the Battle of the Ryans. Whoa, I like Ryan okay. Reynolds because he's truly funny. He's very handsome and I love him and honestly okay. if I could be one person I would want to be him. But I couldn't handle it because of the pressure. He's a lot of pressure. It's hard to be Ryan Reynolds. It isn't is. It? He's perfect. Now Tarar might have been his real name but it's most likely a nickname stemming from a saying that was popular at the time. When someone observed a powerful explosion it was fashionable to say Bom bom terrar. And our man Terrar farted so loudly, so often, and with such scent that Terrar became the best way to describe him. A lot of people in the beginning were calling me the fishy tuba, but I just started crying. Well, fishy tuba, it doesn't necessarily smell so fishy, so that wasn't an appropriate name, was it? Yeah, because my bottom it makes all sorts of mischief. No, <laughs> I remember. I remember when we. <laughs> oh man, I just re- there was the clip of us doing the last stream on the left where you played that character Bippy. with the foot with the football game. The equipment Spinny. manager. Yeah, Spinny. Spinny. Yeah, Spinny. Spinny. The equipment manager. <laughs> Spinny, the equipment manager. Oh man, that's fun. Well, born in the French countryside just outside of Lyon, Terrar's parents kicked him out of the house when he was a teenager after his appetite grew to such heights that they could no longer afford to keep him as a family member. Man, that's like like getting rid of a Pomeranian. Yeah, they are very hungry. Very hungry. He spent years in the company of robbers and vagabonds until a quack selling snake oil employed him as a clown, eating stones, corks, and live animals, again, mostly cats, to attract a crowd while the charlatan hawked his wares. I'm actually a pretty professional performer. You are. I'll do almost anything for tips, and that's where you can catch me on twitch.tv slash terrarzone. And we're going to be doing all sorts of, I'm going to eat all sorts of things, but I better not show any pictures of balls or anything would that be inappropriate no spinny that's inappropriate you can't show balls but you can show people getting beheaded and you can show a lot of violence and you can eat whatever you want on twitch i'll eat a big head you can eat a big head yeah big ham or big head mm-hmm. whatever be you want to do yeah no the french have i some... definitely rather be head than be butt <laughs> you my friend just the, the you are the yogi Berra of this show you are the, the hidden gems the wisdom that you uh, that you uh, give, the insights, is unbelievable. The French fart, the flatulence of the French cannot be underestimated or misunderstood to the power. Like, the power yeah. is so freaking strong. Andre the Giant, I just rewatched the documentary. 
20 minutes of only, it's an only an hour and 20 minute documentary. 20 minutes is just on how he farted loud. Mm-hmm. That was like, and I'm, they I'm were watching fascinated the documentary by how like, loud he farted. Can you just edit no. that out of my documentary? <laughs> Can you just, I don't, like, I'm just going to let everyone know I have been known to fart every now and again. Everyone toots. I wrote a book about it. But just, you don't need to put it in the definitive documentary about my life. You yeah, fart I mean, but, big, but you don't fart loud. No. Yeah. Actually, the French loved farting so much that one of their the most popular performers in France in the first half of the 20th century was a man named Le Petamain. He was a flatulist, which is a, a professional farter, uh, and he was insanely popular because he would fart symphonies, he would fart conversations. <laughs> That's a real skill. Uh, it was a real skill, yeah. It's like, you know, Fart and Gary? Remember the Mr. Show sketch, Fart and Gary? Of course. That's, How could I forget? Fa- this is Fart and Gary, but imagine if an entire country was in love with Fart and Gary. Yeah. Okay. If he was the coolest guy in the room I, well, he always <laughs> is He's the only on guy seven, in the room that's true <laughs> <laughs> on 1788 Terre left his partner and traveled to paris to strike out on his own swallowing entire baskets of apples one by one completely whole okay. all for a few coins from passers-by on the street you wouldn't believe it i got into a train the other day and it's incredible to be inside of a sandwich that can take you to london isn't that nice? <laughs> I have to say the apples so far, not bad. Everyone can eat a lot of apples. That's not so bad. I know people that... I can eat one apple. I, but well, no. yes, but in this case, it's better than a cat. Well, he's shoving entire apples into his mouth and swallowing them whole. He's not just like eating an apple like he is, because he also had uncommonly large jaws. Oh. He could pretty much like, un, he could unhinge his jaw like a snake and just fucking shove stuff in. Apparently his mouth was close to six inches wide. Holy he had a hell. massive mouth and it, his face would hang like it was, he was built for this. I think I've seen yeah. some videotapes of something similar. <laughs> <laughs> but such displays were not without risk. After one performance, Terrer was rushed to the hospital with an acute intestinal obstruction. But as soon as a purgative was applied, Terrer offered to swallow the surgeon's watch and chain just to show that he still got it. Let me do it. I'll be, I'm like a little cupboard for jewelry. <laughs> but you not do that. This is why you're in the hospital. Because the whole time you're sitting there and you're looking at simple Terrer and you're just like... God damn it, Terrell, what I wouldn't give to see it, but technically I just pulled a watch out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that when he did a purgative, like at the time, is that like something like um, something makes you throw up or is that yeah. straight up like it, fucking Rock Terrio, like blowing an enema bag up your asshole? No, time? it's something that makes you throw up. I don't know if they had like the charcoal, uh, the the whole like charcoal stomach pump thing going on at this point, but it's definitely like, a, I don't know, maybe castor oil. I don't know what they use. I think what then. you got to do, you know, those sex machines that just pound, 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 you yeah. can mm-hmm. give women um, terrible expectations of what a man can do. Um, just, I don't think you, you start with that a lot of times. You, you sign <laughs> they build to that. You yeah, know? you put them on yeah. all fours. You put one of those yeah. in his mouth and one of those in his butt, and you just turn them on and see if you can't shake it out either end. Okay. Well, Terrar then joined the French army just as the Revolutionary Wars were kicking off. Mm. But the thing about Terrar was that his urge to eat was an actual medical malady. And if he didn't consume at the level that his body demanded, a crippling fatigue would set in. Oh, that's a very uh, common sign of polyphagia. So after he washed out due to his condition, he was sent to military doctors who were again 
Fascinated. Absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> See, from accounts, Terrer's belly hung like a huge leather bag that had to be wrapped around his waist when it was empty. That's called being a flappy. You got to be resourceful. Sometimes you got to turn your belly into clothes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Never nude. But after Terrer ate one of his enormous meals, the paunch would distend and become disturbingly full. I'm big. Huh. <laughs> I kind of I imagine it to look kind of like the remember the final monster from Dead Alive. Yes, yes. of course. Yes. I imagine him to look a lot like that. I got to see him as a big drunk frog like version of what's that pink thing? The pink thing, pink Kirby thing. from Kirby. the video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also kind of reminds me of Bastion Booger, the short lived professional wrestler whose entire thing technically was this: he would eat a lot of food and then sit on an opponent's face. Bastion Booger was my favorite. Bastion Booger is freaking awesome. It was kind of the inspiration for this episode. This is how it got me down the (laughs) hole of of people who eat obscene amounts of food. That's a little peek behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, How did he die? He died at 53 of a massive, massive heart attack. He is gone. Check this out. Yeah. Check my paperwork. Yep. 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 (laughs) However, physical appearance wasn't the only thing that made Terrer's body a wasteland of unfortunate conditions. He sweated profusely and was constantly surrounded by a malodorous stench. And after he ate, he smelled even worse. (laughs) The sweat would flow from his pores and his eyes and cheeks would grow bloodshot. He smelled so bad that animals would flee from his presence. But on the other hand, animals also may have fled from his presence just from knowing that Terrer was actually a dangerous predator who might gobble them up at any second. Do you have any idea how much you must stink? You are in the 1700s in France, and you notably smell worse than everybody else. Oh, yeah. How? Like, I can't even. I've been on every greyhound that this great country has provided us, and I can't even imagine the smell of that. I, I think it technically makes you a cryptid. Honestly, it could be. It could be. I'm no doctor, but Hmm. it's... (laughs) Don't you fucking lie to me. (laughs) But going off of these descriptions, the most likely culprit for Terrer's condition was an extreme case of hyperthyroidism, which accelerates metabolism and therefore increases appetite and overloads the sweat glands, in addition to a whole bunch of other symptoms. Today, hyperthyroidism is treated with radioactive iodine, thyroid surgery, or common antithyroid medications. Okay. But back in 1788, Terrer was simply a curiosity to be exploited, and he was shit out of luck. He should be lucky he had a job. Yes, he did. (laughs) See, after feeding him live cats, snakes, and lizards just to see what kind of gross shit Terrer would eat, Army... Army doctors came up with a plan to see what Terrer was capable of. Man, I just love this idea of them looking at this simple, huge man and like between, you know, they didn't even have. He's not even, he's not even huge. He's like my size. Yeah, he's a normal gigantic, size dude. Yeah. But them like, because they didn't even have double-sided mirrors then. So they just are directly in front of him just being like, <laughs> how do we use this freak for the army? Yeah. yeah. It's what they would do to the greys. Hey man, I mean, if you t- if I am an imposing army and you just sent that man, you set him at a table full of food, and you see this man consume all of that food, you have to assume everyone in that army can eat that much, which means that they're strong and bigger. 
I would immediately give up. It seems to be actually <laughs> opposite. They're very vulnerable because they get tired if they don't eat, and you just have to control the food lines. And you fucking you constantly pillage the food lines, and you starve them out. Until they turn around, grab their ankles, open up their butt cheeks just with the power of their own anus, and fart all over your military. And the next thing you know, they're all dead. Hey, man, if they manage to beat me in battle, then they are the victor. You know what I'm thinking about now? Adam Richman, the cheater from Man vs. Food. That fucking cheater. He cheated. Of course, the chicken <laughs> wings. That bullet-headed fuck. The Buffalo Cantina challenge that I did 12 Scarf super cool wings. He did six suicide wings. Scarf wearing big fucking dick nose. I'm just so happy that you're aggressive for me towards this man. I actually, that's a really Push great set down. of friendship. Push him down. I'm going to beat the hell out of him with my feet. I just want to have a person who has a little bit more ability to consume mass food because I was watching the new man versus food. No problem with that guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he but hasn't again, directly cheated us yet. He hasn't cheated <laughs> us yet. But they just can't win the food. You got to nope. beat the food. They mm-hmm. don't beat the food enough. That's strong enough. That's not. That's true. Okay. Well, someone in the French army got the bright idea that if Terrer can pretty much eat anything, then why not use that ability to the army's advantage? Always R and D. The scheme was to make Terrer eat a wooden box with military documents contained inside. <laughs> then what? have him travel through enemy territory with the box still rattling around inside and vomit it back up once he got to the intended recipient. Okay, so tell me. So I'm going to take this food. Yes, Benny. And I'm going to take the food and I'm going to put it in my belly. You're going to actually, you're going to put the box that has the food in it in your belly. But, but yeah. the box, you no, know, this is all food. No, <laughs> I see the box. Yes, right. yes, it is all food. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to put the food in my belly. Yeah. So you say me don't make shit. Uh, no, actually, you make a lot of shit. That's kind of one of the only problems of having you in the military. No, me with the plan. Oh, no, you want to, yeah, you want to vomit that up. Okay, front shit. Yep, front shit. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Well, this concept, the idea of turning Terrar into a spy, was taken so seriously that Terrar was asked to perform the feat in front of several top-ranking officers, which means that it is unlikely, yet possible, that he did this in front of Napoleon himself. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Just them all fucking having to sit it. in that room. Because you know it's a big pitch. They're like, we got this guy. Oh, we've all they were, been there. They've been yeah. thinking it. You told us to think outside of the box. But guess what? This is what we're actually thinking inside the box. Inside in a the way box. that is outside of the box. And they bring him in and him just like, hi, Mr. Big Hat. And him just like sitting with his hand, his head in his hands, just like, show me this. <laughs> but after Terrer was able to easily swallow and regurgitate the box, he was rewarded with a wheelbarrow full of raw bull's liver and lungs, wow. which he devoured on the spot, much to the disgust of the generals. Wait, it's just, okay. They did, paid him straight up. You know how hard it is as a freelancer to get an invoice filled? Yeah, they paid him in raw bull, it's, raw cow lung. Which like is lungs. They paid him in <laughs> lungs, a wheelbarrow of lungs. <laughs> And he was just fucking, and he was so happy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, so in this case, like, it is sort of like no harm, no foul. He was happy. 
Yeah. This is yeah. what he wanted to do. It's like yeah. it's so, like a dog sniffing bomb. Or like you've ever taken a little person and had them check out for landmines? They've been doing that for centuries. I do like the idea of a dog sniffing bomb, like a bomb that only kills dogs. I don't like that idea. That's incredibly sad. <laughs> That's bad. Where That's did so you horrible. get there? Yeah, you, said, terrible idea. you said dog <laughs> sniffing bomb, and then I thought about a bomb sniffing around for dogs. But bombs aren't, they're, they don't, they're betting, they're not dogs. Now, surprisingly, Tarar was made a spy after this oh, demonstration. Mm, mm, somebody thought somebody thought this is a fucking great idea. Yeah. But since Tarar was not what you would call a learned individual, mm. he was never entrusted to deliver documents of any real import and seemed to have been installed simply to shut up whoever had the idea in the first place. <laughs> I love it's always been there. Bureaucratic bullshit is yeah. just fucking uh, inescapable. Just give Randy what he wants or Randy's not going to shut the F up at this year's Christmas. Party. <laughs> As it turned out, the generals were right not to trust him. Terer was sent through German territory disguised as a peasant, but spoke not a word of German, mm. and was very quickly arrested by a patrol of German soldiers. You know, they got a big bunch of guys with the big pointy sticks. They're right over there. And they're coming for you guys. You better watch it. <laughs> well, you're about to be killed, Spinny. Within 24 hours, Terer confessed to everything <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too is that Terer uh, he was told that he was carrying like top secret documents that could change the course of the war God. if they fell into German hands oh my and, and that's Lordy. what he told the Germans like after 24 hours like boy you can't believe you're you not gonna know. believe what I got yeah right here Keep oh in your stomach big belly right oh here. interesting I didn't know that Terer was the Brendan Dassey of the French Revolution <laughs> <laughs> and so he was chained to a military outhouse until he finally produced the box. Honestly, wow. that is much. I thought they were just going to gut him. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could have. But they're like, like, at some point, they're like, it's like, let's fucking cut him open. At some point, we're like, no, no, no. He's a performer. Let him do his job. He throws up for a living. They're like, incredible. Yeah, wow. tie him to the shit house until he throws up. That was the German's answer. They literally tied him to a toilet until he threw up all the plants. Uh, but the the intelligence was low level and of little use. So Terrar was, sim- so was simply beaten and sent back to the French in disgrace. They just let him go and they just opened up the message. Be sure to drink your Oval team. Oh my, this is an advertisement. That poor German soldier who had to pilfer through all oh. the vomit and all oh. the shit. It's like Double Dare, but if, oh, who had a massive dookie fetish? I forget. But it's like if Double Dare wasn't full of green slime, but nothing but human shit. Well, Lou Reed used to like women to take dumps on uh, glass tables we'll while he uh, sat under the glass table and looked up at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll That's say, like being if, in a hockey game. If Lou Reed hosted <laughs> Double Dare, that's really what it's about instead of Mark Summers, which by I don't the know way, if it was specifically about the shit or if it was about the degradation. I think yeah. I, I'm not sure. Lou Reed is a complicated guy. He is complicated. Yeah. yeah. For like more complicated guys, be sure to listen to No Dogs in Space. <laughs> <laughs> For many more stories about complicated musicians. Speaking of complicated, Mark Summers is actually very OCD. He did not like being dirty, but yet he did host Double Dare. So think about mm-hmm. that. It's all about yeah. the job that shows up. Yes, it is. <laughs> Now, following his brief and ignoble career as a spy, Torreira returned to the military doctors to try and find a cure for his gluttony. Everything from tobacco pills to sour wine to opium to huge quantities of soft-boiled eggs were tried, but nothing worked. Well, why wouldn't 
like actual food, like soft boiled eggs. Okay, we're getting there. They this just, seems like a normal food kind. Of, I don't right? know why they tried it. They must have had some other medicinal idea of what they thought it could do, but they just try to fill them up. Yeah. But he yeah. just kept being like, "Thank you." Yeah. Every time but they you, would bring him new medication, he'd be so, like, "Oh, this is a good lunch," but I'm actually looking for a little bit more than this. So, does his body have the ability to um, sort of like? abstract certain minerals from things that most people don't because how is he getting any nutrition i don't he's know not. you you can live in a state of malnutrition for a, a bit okay yeah he's he's not getting any sort of uh nutrition really uh from any of this stuff so these and, rock you know, eaters don't have something in their body where it's like we just happen to be able to get these minerals out that normal people can't no it's not that but some of the rocky some of these people do have like there was a guy uh, another french guy that actually just died in like the mid 2000s i can't quite remember his name but his stomach like he he was actually able to eat uh entire like shopping carts he actually ate an entire cessna airplane piece by piece I and they found that, that his and they found that his stomach uh was actually his stomach acid was so insanely strong and his stomach was coated in this he was essentially like a fucking x-man yeah he's a uh, where, yeah, cool. where he could, you know, where these th- anything that he put into his body uh, would be completely dissolved. But if he tried eating any soft foods like cheese or anything like that, it would make him insanely sick. Oh, that's so he had to eat planes. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, Terrer was sneaking out every night to the dark back alleys of Paris to devour whatever dead animals he could find. When he couldn't make it off the grounds of the hospital, he'd sneak to the beds of patients who were in the midst of bloodletting and drink their fluids. Good fucking lord, dude. This he was so hungry, he would go and drink human blood. It's a little nefarious at this point. I don't know, though, but he's still just like, I'm just hungry, and anything smells good to me, because everything did. Like, that's the difference. If you have polyphagia, it's not like a willful... You're not choosing to eat the things that you eat a lot of times because you are wanting to. You look at stuff that is not edible and you have the same reaction like I have to, to the meat accounts I follow on Instagram. Of course. So the cat the cat cuisine shows him. Yeah. Well, they don't know for sure, but uh, some people think that polyphagia, specifically among the people who seek out like the most disgusting things, it is a brain disorder, uh, sometimes ah. caused by like a head injury, uh, where it's just that the, the hunger set... The, the thing in the brain that tells you what to eat, what not to eat, and tells you when to be hungry and when not to be hungry, it just breaks. It's all jacked uh, up. Yeah, and everything just gets all fucked up. Yeah, okay. and, he can't, and he can't fix it with a wrench or anything. No. no, no, no <laughs> shit. Just all jacked up and stupid. Maybe get behind the horse again, get kicked again, and then you'll be normal. You're the Randy yeah. Quaid medicine. Yeah. <laughs> well, more than once, Terrer was even kicked out of the morgue for taking liberties with the corpses. And some doctors wanted him committed. But there was one doctor named Professor Percy who had grown attached and swore he could cure Terrar if only they gave him a chance. He needed help. I guess. That all came to an end, however, mm-hmm. when a 14-month-old infant suddenly disappeared from its hospital bed. Uh-oh. And although there was no proof, everyone assumed that Terrer ate the baby. So he was kicked out onto the streets once again. I mean, number one... Where was Terrer? 
Mm-hmm. When the baby went missing, I'd like to see a little bit of one, a little bit of an alibi from Terrera. But yes, the problem indeed. with alibis with Terrera is a lot of times he considers a chair a Ferris wheel just because <laughs> he kicks his feet up in it. You know what I mean? Like Terrera is he's got a whole shifted sensibilities. And yeah, to us, you know, he saw that baby and he thought like it was making goo goo gagas. Like maybe he was like asking him to eat it or being mm-hmm. like, I'm edible, I'm edible. <laughs> and it also was noticeable that he was wearing the baby's bonnet. <laughs> well, I'm just impressed the baby can talk. Also, you know what? I already know we're going to get a response. Be like, I can't believe you didn't make a fat bastard joke from, uh, from getting my belly. But, but we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. The fans can do that. You That's do for your, you. You say get in my belly, and then you make the joke. And then you got it. That's and and now, now that's you're your a part bit. of the show. You're you added to the show for yourself. Thank you. And what a great joke you had in your car or in your living room or in your kitchen, staring at your cat, perhaps. Again, remember that is get in my belly. Belly. From Austin. Yeah, Austin Powers too. Well, Terrere disappeared from history for a period of four years, but came back into the life of Professor Percy through a surgeon named Monsieur Tessier, who had come across Terrere in one of his wards. Terrere had requested the presence of Professor Percy specifically, because Terrere claimed that he'd swallowed a golden fork two years previous after he stole it, and he believed that the utensil had lodged itself in his intestinal canal. I can't seem to get it out of my wallet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, probably swallowing a fork, swallowing a fork might be. I yeah, maybe that might be the worst thing to swallow. I especially if you don't do it the long way. I don't even know. I don't think there's any way to do it. To swallow a fork safely. Yeah, and, and keep it in. I it mean, maybe you can regurgitate special. it very quickly. But. It takes somebody special. It takes somebody with a certain set of skills, and it takes somebody with the want and the drive. To shoot for the fucking ring. Dude. I'm actually sure we could find it on YouTube right now if we just searched it, but we won't do that. No. No. Well, once Professor Percy examined Terrer, he found that his former pet project was suffering from intestinal tuberculosis. Oh. And a month later, Terrer died amidst a continuous stream of pus covered diarrhea. <laughs> but they told he was but I tell you what, he what? Did, he died happy because they kept telling him he said, Don't worry, Terrer, this is just you're making silly string. His poopy <laughs> had pus on it. How does that even work? Yeah, oh, man. That's oh. disgusting. What are you gonna do? No, diarrhea don't eat and the pus. Fork. Don't eat the gas. Well, at least the well, diarrhea the, the, wasn't lonely. The interesting thing is that uh no fork was found. Oh, so he shat the freaking fork at some point and didn't even notice it. I mean, it might have still been in there. Oh, what a way to freaking die. A bunch of pus and shit for a, probably took a week before he dehydrated and died. But you know, he yeah. died, you know, just going, bye-bye, doctor. I don't bye-bye, know. Bye-bye, doctor. I hope they have lamb dick in heaven. It's like, I mean, this is the closest thing to getting a sitcom canceled in the 1700s. When this dude dies, they're like, no, Ugh. I guess we have to get a new show. Now we got to recast <laughs> Terrell. Yeah, oh, this would be difficult. Well, it was said that Terrell's body putrefied uncommonly quickly, and even the surgeons at the hospital who dealt with rotting corpses every day refused to dissect it. <laughs> the only oh, one. that's actually, they should have dissected it. It's I, sad. Hey, Marcus, well, you, you're, okay, we'll get into it, but you would have been, what do you think, Marcus? Out of all I, three of us, yeah, I'm interested. No, I, I don't want to do it. I'll see it. Yeah, I'll be I, in the room. I could do. I can deal with smells. I, I, I've, I can deal with uh, with corpse smell. I've dealt with it plenty in my life. Because I would actually. Why? Actually. No, shut up. Kiss a white. 
<laughs> well, even you've dealt with corpse smell many times. Well, I don't want to incriminate. No, we're talking I, about it right no, now. I grew okay. up in rural Texas. You know, there's a ranch ranch life. You know, there's dead animals fucking everywhere. You got to move them. You can't just leave them there to fucking rot. And sometimes that's the other thing, too. That's a lesson that you got to learn. The lesson you got to learn is that you can't just leave an animal to rot because it's a mouse. Mouse dies in your fucking wall. You can just kind of wait that out because that smells for a few days and then turns it's fine. The rocks. It turns the rocks. Sure, but when you have like a big, But when you have like a big fucking animal, like a deer or a hog or a right. dog or, or something a ranch like that, hands. or a yeah. coyote, something, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's going to start. That smell uh, will go through walls. It will pervade mm. your every existence, your entire being. And then you learn pretty quickly that how you got to dispose of these things. How long do you think it would take? Let's say a nice, beautiful 16-point buck. How mm. long do you think it would take for it to decay? And how much would it smell for how long? Oh, God, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, why are you hitting him with all these fucking <laughs> state questions? What do you mean? He just said, I mean, I you never just ran into a dead animal. I grew up in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and I never once ran into a dead animal. I grew up in Queens, New York, and guess what? Sometimes the bodies were on the streets, but they were <laughs> no, just out there. They were just no, trying to live their dreams. New York. <laughs> Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. I want an answer. Uh, I mean, it's going to start smelling after a day or two. And then and how then long does gonna- the smell last? Oh, it's going to last a while because it's going to, its belly's going to puff up. It depends on if the belly mm. gets, uh, you know, all the gases, if it gets lanced. If it gets lanced, then all the smell's going to come out even worse. But, mm-hmm. you know, eventually it's going to putrefy. That's going to take a couple of weeks. It's going to take a long fucking from now time. On, from now on, Marcus, you know what you are? The stink professor. <laughs> <laughs> professor smells? Your professor smells. Wonderful. Did you, ever, did you ever cut open one of those animals and sleep inside of it? <laughs> No. Only, no, I never, only never cut up, I, I never cut open the horse. Yeah, he's not a an an I think it's Inuit now. Yeah, could mm-hmm. be. Could be. Yeah. Well, one person had the courage to dissect Terrer's body. Uh-oh. That was Monsieur Tessier. When he looked inside Terrer, the rotting entrails were bathing in pus, and the stomach filled the majority of the abdominal cavity. Fascinating. Mm. <laughs> Look how big it is. It's wonderful. His gullet was uncommonly wide, and when his huge jaws were opened, the surgeons could see a broad canal leading all the way down to the stomach. Or, so they said. A sarcophagus well that went down to his stomach. Oof, oof. Now, Terrer was not the only one of these men to exist in France during this time period, and he wasn't even the grossest one. That distinction belongs to Antoine Langoulet, who was committed to an asylum for the criminally insane in 1825. Langoulet had an appetite specifically for the most disgusting of objects, spending nights filling his pockets with awful scoured from the gutters of Paris, searching for that perfect piece of putrid fly-covered beef. (laughs) Wait a second. What's it called? It's called awful? The name of the... Awful. No, awful. It's pre- intestines, livers, well, you know, awful. Yeah. But I will okay. say, it's weird that they have a natural inclination towards awful because awful is also the most nutritious meat in an animal. Like is the, it? the uh, yes, the livers and the kidneys and the lungs, they provide the most nutrients, which is why, like, when you hunt, when you're out there, I've watched a lot of the show alone. When you're out there and you want to eat the guts first because oh. they they can make you last for much longer because they hmm. tell you get your iron all that because it's what they absorb and then you eat but what they wouldn't absorb. it also be full of all the problems all the toxins and things we gotta like cook that it. you gotta cook it 
Interesting. Yeah, but all, but wouldn't that just uh, like be like kidneys and liver? But what, I don't think intestines has that. Uh, isn't intestines full of uh, horrible juices and, and and poopy? You got to clear the, the poopy the out. Poop tube. Ah. You got to clue out. You got to clear out the poopy, and you got to make it. You got to boil them. Because I was watching one thing. You got truly. You got to boil them until they're tough cords. But normally, because intestines are normally eaten in the form of tripe. Like yeah. if you oh, go, to, sure. Like yeah, that's menudo. all. In, that's intestine, intestinal matter that you spike. But honestly, it's filled with nutrition. But I'm not a big thing on tripe because I don't like the texture of tripe. Did you mm. call it menudo, like the boy band? Just like that's them. that's what menudo is. Menudo is tripe soup. So they were going to be called tripe, perhaps, but then they, they said they, 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 they were, were like, no, let's go with tripe or menudo. And they're like, menudo sounds better. They literally were. They should have been called shit tube stew. <laughs> that is what menudo means. Langelay even made friends with the men in charge of rendering the corpses of horses who'd fallen dead in the streets. And Langelay was sometimes allowed to feed on the raw meat of the sickest and oldest horses, making sure to seek out the most inflamed tissues most altered by disease. Is there any, like, okay, so let's just say we all run a farm and I'm the one who does all the sleeping. What would the benefit of this person be? Is there any benefit to like, well, get no. get, the, get the dude who can eat all this crap out? Like, is there any, he is is there any skill the, that this man is providing? He is literally the jester for the men whose only jobs are to clean dead horse corpses off the streets. <laughs> Of London. Like, that's their okay. only job is to just remove Paris. corpses in Paris, wherever the fuck this is. They fucking did. That's all they do. And they would see him. They were like, this one is a special one. You got yourself a bit of grimy for you, boy. And they would all, like, laugh as this fucking serial killer man would eat all of this infested meat. So it's like a mm-hmm. Jeff Dunham, Larry the Cable Guy type. He has a very, mm-hmm. it's a very um, uh, working class audience, yes. perhaps. Okay, I see. <laughs> But horses apparently weren't enough for Antoine Langelay. Eventually, he began robbing graves, hopping over the cemetery gates under the cover of night with a shovel, a mallet, and a sledgehammer. Using these tools, he'd dig up and break open the coffins of the recently buried to feed on the intestines before leaving the graves unearthed, half-eaten, and open for all the world to see. This is how people began to think vampires were real. Mm. So I guess I guess an intestine right after somebody dies, you do defecate, right? So perhaps it's a little cleaner, I guess. Uh, I perhaps. Know. I'm just trying not because I just don't I don't want to see him taking it like it's gogurt, but instead of yogurt, it's full of shit, and instead of plastic, it's the human intestine and just sliding it into his mouth. I why can't like, think of that. Why why not? But you should think of that. That's what he did. That's what he liked. He liked it. To him, that was a positive. Everything that you said was a thing that he was hoping. You get. Okay. <laughs> All right. Different strokes. Different strokes. Yeah, you're judging him. I'm How not dare honestly. you. <laughs> and if I'm dead in the grave, you if you all of a sudden feel if you want to eat my intestines, you go at it. Go you can eat the whole damn thing. I'll take your word for that. Please. Now, at first, the locals thought that grave robbers were at work merely stealing valuables from corpses. But after a doctor examined one of the bodies, he deduced that there was an actual ghoul on the loose. <gasps> in the true sense of the word ghoul. Because that's what a ghoul is. A ghoul is an actual, it's a creature that breaks into graves and eats the dead. Ooh, cool. I thought I thought it was someone who pops out of a toilet like a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chuck Berry. Finally, after months of discovering partially eaten corpses, a caretaker saw Langolet pull the body of a young girl from her grave, and the caretaker gave chase. But Langolet 
even while carrying the body, was able to escape. Oh my God. Now he might have gotten away with it that time had a piece of women's clothing not been left behind just outside of Langalay's door, so which had fallen off of the corpse as he was taking the body over the threshold. Uh, this is like when you finally get that detective game and you're like, I'm just going to play it on easy. And then it's just like, <laughs> that, as much, that seems to be the victim's scarf right outside of the killer's house. When the police burst in, they found Antoine Langalay calmly dining on the corpse, oh and he was gosh. swiftly arrested. Now, Langalay was almost certainly a serial killer in training, quite possibly something even worse than Albert Fish, really? especially when you consider his later admissions. He was by all appearances a sensible and rational man, but he readily admitted that he'd always wanted specifically to eat the bodies of young children, but had not yet been able to summon the courage to kill them. Honestly, currently right now, I just don't have the bandwidth you to consume all of these young children. I just have so many things going on. I have so many production lines going on that I just feel like I just need to take a step back. I need to take some me time. And honestly, the time I normally spend eating the bodies of young children, I've been doing a lot of self-care. That's <laughs> absolutely wonderful. You do have a lot of pots in the old kettle there. Wait, what? Pots in the fire? Either way, what I'm saying is you're freaking in the fire. Yeah, Iron's pot, in the yeah, fire. Either way, am I free to go? Am I free to go? You are. You can get out Excellent. of here. Stay away from my granddaughter. Thanks. Based on this statement, along with the evidence presented, Langoulet was locked away in the asylum forever. Oh, so I'm going bye-bye? Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, I'll go bye-bye. <laughs> now, Terere, Langoulet, and Domery all shared more than just French nationality. Firstly, all three could eat enormous amounts of food, yet they never purged, nor did they ever gain weight, Lucky. nor did they have abnormally large fecal what would you call it? Shits. Yeah, shits. I guess you say, yeah, I was going to, I was trying, trying to be put a doctor. It, I oh, was trying to put it in the doc. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Professor Smells was trying to say, yeah, fecal emissions. Yeah, dookies. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Just, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, unedible sausage. Soft yeah. rocks. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, their bodies just burned all of it up. Their metabolism was running at an insane rate. They preferred raw, rotten meat to cooked meals, and both Terere and Domery sweated profusely, particularly after a feast, and both were surrounded by a constant nauseating odor. And all of this, again, points to hyperthyroidism. That's how our buddy Eric Bergstrom found out he had cancer, is that he started to sweat so much while he was sleeping that it would sop his mattress. Oh, Mm -hmm. while you were sleeping, you found out you have cancer. (laughs) The sequel. The sequel. (laughs) (laughs) While you were sleeping. Our last polyphagist today, however, had none of that and actually seemed to be quite the gentleman. He was yet another Frenchman. And although his birth name was Louis Claude Delaire, he went by the stage name of Mac Norton. Yep. <laughs> Mac Norton. Mac Norton. I'm just a man who likes to sit in a chair and I like to eat. Okay. I pay my taxes and I eat chickens old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> love what love the letter you wrote to Nancy Pelosi, Mac. <laughs> One of Norton's acts was his ability to swallow large amounts of water until his belly was fully distended. Then he would vomit it out in a steady stream across the stage through a series of hoops into a spatoon without spilling a drop. I'm actually here for it. That's awesome. These are real skills. (laughs) We don't have skills. That is a real ability. That really Hmm. is. That's impressive. But Mac's headline trick was what he called the human aquarium. After rapidly drinking large amounts of water, Norton would swallow goldfish and frogs. 
then to the delight of the audience, Yay. vomit the animals out <laughs> one by one until, until they were transferred from a stomach to a glass bowl where they would swim around still alive. Sign Woo! me up for him. That guy, we're going to be, we're going to be fucking opening for a guy like that. Hopefully yeah. opening for <laughs> yeah. him. If we if we can make it. And Mac Norton, ever the showman bragged that in his 40 year career in show business, he never once lost a pet. Aww. Making him an exceedingly rare example in the world of polyphasia. Wow. You imagine being reverse abducted like that. If you're a frog, you get sentenced in like the movie Interstellar or Interscope or whatever. Yeah. Interspace. Interspace. When you get, Interspace. Interspace, when you yeah, get sucked into yeah. 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 Just what a night. What a, what a day for a frog. But honestly, it's like that was it the magic school bus. Kind of like that. Kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy that he didn't hurt anyone. And yeah. yes, again, we would be front and center. Although, you know, for a fact, we would be like, eh, this isn't as hardcore as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> I remember the used to told eat. me an old story. <laughs> what a great story. What a fun little romp yeah. in the world of eating too much. You know, in our world, this was a light episode because, again, no castration, yep. no anything bad about anything with people and cult leaders. And so this was a really nice. Breath of fresh, stinky French air. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have some big topics coming up. We're kind of revving up to our one big topic that we're going to do soon, um, which is a redo of an old classic, which I'm really, really excited for. 9-11. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't fucking wait to oh, relive wait, it again. A, no, we're waiting until September for that one. Who's ready uh, for the 20 year? Who's yeah, ready for the 20 year? Oh, my God. It's and it's going to be called Big If True. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Did it happen? But uh, oh. nowadays we have 9-11 a day. <laughs> is that fun? Um, but what we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do some fun little mini topics right up to it. I believe we're gonna have an alien in there, but I'm not Ooh, quite certain. We're gonna have so. some UFOs in there. But the next big announcement is that again, we're trying to get you high as fuck. Yay. If you're in the California area, we're putting out a uh, survey on all of the social bullshits. Fill it out. Tell us where you buy weed because we want to put our vape. <clears throat> Where you put your mouth. Unless you still buy weed from your friend, Tim. Don't tell us that. Also, at the same because time. Because we need to get, like, we, we need can dispensaries. Get, We're we talking can get dispens- some yeah. to Tim. We you can I mean? get some for we Tim, can- but if you still just go to your buddy who you kind of have to hang out with, and you're like, Tim's got some good weed. I like to get it from there. But honestly, we can't use that information. If Tim wants <laughs> to come into the store, buy them all out. And then sell them like piece by piece. At a like, markup? No, I don't That's know what, what Tim's going to do. PS5. That's what angered Marcus. <laughs> so I don't much. know what Tim's going to do. <laughs> That's why Marcus doesn't have his PS5. But I don't want. I don't necessarily need that to happen. You can go to Ben Kissel One on my Instagram. I'm going to post a little picture that Maddie made. Thank you so much, Maddie. You're the greatest. And yes, so let us know what dispensaries you like to go to in California. That's the whole state we're talking, not just Los Angeles. And we have some weed coming and some got weed that. vape. We and got we have all Neely. new merch. We got some merch. Our last podcast merch. That's right. Um, and we actually did have a real call about live shows. Shh, don't, 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 even don't, so even don't even jinx it. Don't even jinx it. It's hesitant. But we had a real call about it and we, oh my god. Oh my god, we're so close. <sighs> it's we're possible, so folks. Close. You can kind of feel it. You can kind of maybe feel it. Well, it is possible. We are getting through. I already lied to the doctor and I told them I'm 75 years old and he said, "Sir, we have your records." And I was like, "Man, I'm going You're going to lie to get the vaccine and someone's <laughs> going to die. You're so you're going to kill somebody. I let's just let's just be frank. I need it more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't wait, guys. We cannot wait. It sounds like guys and gals, whatever. You know what I'm you talking know what about. Else, um, it looks like late. The, the second half of 2021, I think, will be a really. Second, let's say last fourth. Last fourth. Well, we're in the, we're in the fourth quarter now. We're going to get through this. This is when we got to win the game. 
We gotta yeah. win the game in the fourth quarter. Oh, I just you feel the pressure. Hard, yeah, baby. I feel like that's why hard. I left sports as a boy because I couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have a little pressure. Um, um, but listen to all the shows. Yep, listen to all the shows. Able against Top Pat. We had a great episode this week. Obviously, every week it's a great episode. But I know we got a lot of new listeners, so thank you so much for that. A lot of shit. No uh, dogs that's in what space. Happens. You know, people said, "Oh, Civil War." Oh, that's not good. But then Travis and I were like, "This is great content." That's so sad. <laughs> thank you for that content, you fascist fucking assholes. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, no dogs in space again. Remember, it's not just a punk podcast. They're going to do other genres. Of yeah, music they're going to do music. It's music. music. It's a music podcast. They're going to do other genres. They're going to get into it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, You're going to see. This is like the first season. I mean, even though we do like you know say in the very beginning of the the show, and within the first two three minutes of this is our season on punk, and we're going to be doing ten bands that are like our you know our the bands that we want to cover uh, in punk. We will the season one is uh, is uh, you know wrapping up right now. We just started a first of a two part episode, uh, our first of a two parts on uh, the Screamers, which you've not. I know you probably haven't heard of the Screamers, but they're uh, a fucking fantastic band. I right love that song. <laughs> right there, they're really fucking cool. It's a very 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 interesting story and it's a cool way to uh, finally tell uh, a little bit of the story of the uh, the Los Angeles scene um, the next person you should cover the next band you should cover if you want a great audience reaction Brad Paisley dude Fog the Paisley hat. audience I've been they're gonna be Fog super hat, sweet man. they're gonna be like thank you bro Foghat they're gonna be like thank you bro dude Ma- mm. Marcus Little River Band Little River, River Band not bad not bad can... well then we'll do Marshall Tucker after that Marshall yeah, Tucker that, that fan base will just be like well like thank you so bit. much thank you so much for just I'm uh, just happy that somebody's covering the music that I love song. So, then we can do oh. Alabama, then we can do Oak Ridge Woo. Boys, man. Yeah. We'll fuck it. We'll go Southern, all across. Charlie Daniels, man. Southern yeah, Star. Yeah, we'll go baby. through my parents' entire eight track collection. <laughs> your fucking your parents. <laughs> you're your contemporaries. Yeah. Your co-business owners. No, it is very sad. Every time I meet with somebody's parents, we always bond over our love of just obscure, <laughs> nonsensical white. It's not obscure music. music. It's literally mainstream 70s country rock. That's what we like. I just named a bunch of fuck. Seriously, eight tracks my parents had in their fucking Jeep Scout. Each one that they listened to in their Jeep Scout. I listened to a whole episode on each one of them. And Marcus, we made you to this song. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> I called your mother's vagina Alabama. Don't do this to right. Kanye. I didn't do that. I'm not terrible. doing this. I'm not even trying to do that. I'm not talking about I'm separating the two. Check out Wizard and the Bruiser in page seven oh, and so many other shows in LPN. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to get through everything together as we always do. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Oh, hail Gein. Magustalations, everybody. Hail me. Indeed. And if you see a rock, let it be. It can mean you could eat it if you want, if you can, but try a small rock first. Yeah, see if you like it. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. 
where I felt adventures pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.